0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this new episode of The Professional Dependa. My name is Mike, and I am your host yet again. Uh, This is going to be kind of a timely episode, if you will. Uh, I want to talk about a couple things. I want to talk about OPSEC, not necessarily for some of y'all military spouses, but maybe you want to let some of your friends and family hear this part of it, talking about OPSEC. Uh, Before we get into that, Dependadoggear.com is our sponsor as always it's my company for dog bandanas leashes um we've got some fun stuff coming up for st patrick's day and for easter so head over to Dog Gear Depend-of-dog-gear on facebook instagram all the places and check out what we got going on anyway so this episode i want to talk a little bit about opsec just as a friendly friendly reminder Uh, Again, not necessarily for some of y'all that deal with this day in and day out, but for with everything that's happening in the world right now and things that may or may not be happening within our military community, maybe it's a good idea for you to let your your friends, your family that usually has no clues what you and your spouse are doing anyway, but let them know a little bit about OPSEC. So as y'all know, what is OPSEC? It's operational security. You don't talk about when your spouse is deploying, if your spouse is deploying. If they are deploying, you don't give out like the exact location to your friends and family. You don't say, oh, they're leaving on Thursday, the 29th of February, 2 o'clock. You definitely don't put that stuff on the internet. Uh, things like that. You don't talk to people that you're not 100% sure who they are about what your spouse is doing, if you don't tell people, oh, yeah, my, my spouse said that this other unit on base is doing a really big gear up and they're getting ready to leave. Oh, yeah, they're special forces. Or, oh, yeah, they're a, they're a big intel unit, blah, blah, blah. You don't tell people that stuff. That's all operational security. There's a lot of stuff that we don't tell our immediate family until after it's already happened. Uh, usually with deployments, usually we don't tell them, uh, oh yeah, you know, my spouse is leaving on the 32nd of March, you know, for, or, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, Kelly leaves, my wife's name's Kelly. Uh, Yeah, Kelly leaves on January 35th, her flight heads out at two. I don't put that stuff online. Operational security. Um, you know, a lot of times if she's, if, if she's goes to like a very well established base, I've got no problem saying that that's where she is, but I usually don't put that stuff out there until after she's already in country. Um, so anyway, keep that stuff in mind. The old expression, loose lips sink ships, is still so true. Y'all don't understand how easy it is for people to get information off of you putting things on the internet or telling telling somebody and being overheard in the in the grocery store or at Starbucks, or that really nice person at Starbucks that's like, "Oh, I see you have uh, military spouse stickers all over your car, is Your spouse active duty." You know, they seem so so nice, and maybe they bought your coffee, and maybe you messed up and told them what your what your spouse's rotation dates are. Like, oh yeah, they're going to this country, and they leave in they leave in two weeks, and it's gonna be. So tough because they're leaving for a year. You just gave out so much information. I get it that it's tough, but you got to be careful who you talk to. Anyway, that's just my quick reminder about OPSEC. Just keep that at the forefront of your mind. Because let's be honest, most of us have no clue what's going on. The few of you that do have an idea of what's going on, keep it to yourself. It's just going to be better for everybody all the way around. Um, So let's get into the meat and potatoes what today's episode is. Today we are going to talk about redeployments. I know we just, I've literally just spent the last couple episodes talking about deployments. And the reason why I'm bringing it up again, uh, and I'm going to be careful how I talk about it because of OPSEC, but my wife got tagged with yet another deployment. Um, This one kind of hit my, my family a little hard because she just got back from deployment in October. And now she's headed out again. So, this is the first time that we've dealt with this. What I'm going to call a rapid redeployment, because normally, whenever she's deployed, it's been a fairly significant gap. This is a pretty short gap between deployments this time around. Um. So, yeah. So, how do you handle redeployments? Um, are you know? How do you handle your children if you have kids? with redeployments and dealing with their emotions um if you're fortunate enough like at our sc- at my kids school they're pretty fortunate they have a a school counselor that is extremely well versed in dealing with military kids because it's a big military town obviously and they've they've re- they're able to reach out to that counselor and discuss things and figure out how to work the way through stuff um as they've gotten older they're starting to get more comfortable you know discussing things with me if they're feeling bad or if they're feeling mad or sad and I tell them I, I make sure to tell them that I want them to let me know if they're mad and that it's okay to be mad there it's okay for my oldest daughter to be mad that mom is missing her birthday again because that's just the way her deployments line up. It's okay for them to be mad that Mom is missing Christmas again, because that's just the way things line up. So all of these emotions are totally fine. They're okay to be sad, and you need to under you need to let your kids understand that these emotions are perfectly fine. And that they just, you have to help them work through those emotions and not let the emotions bog them down. They can be mad, sad, whatever, for a time. But then they have to start working through that, and you need to help them through that. And if you're unable to help them through that, that's fine. But find somebody that is able to help them work through that and understand and learn how to handle those emotions. Uh, I can tell you now, my oldest daughter, whenever she gets mad... I have seen her handle being mad, like legitimately mad better than most adults because she's she's learned through talking with us and talking with the counselor, she has learned that if she takes a second, and I, and you can watch it on her face, she'll close her eyes, she'll take a huge breath in, and then she'll breathe it out kind of in a slow and controlled manner, to kind of help her regain her composure so she's able to talk to us because let's face it most time whenever she's mad it's probably because i told her to do something she didn't do it and i'm having to fuss at her so watching her learn how to deal with those emotions has been super encouraging um also the fact that they're already able to go to a counselor Let's face it. How many people do we know that honestly need to go talk to a therapist or a counselor and they refuse to because there's a stigma, right? Twenty twenty two, we've been telling people for years that therapy is okay, but there's still a stigma attached to it, and that's ridiculous. But my kids, thankfully, as they get older, if they decide they need to go talk to a counselor, they won't see a problem with it because they will have grown up, you know, in their younger, you know. formative years knowing that it's okay to go tell somebody they need help knowing that it's okay to go tell somebody I'm having a bad day and I need to talk to somebody about it or something is really bugging me and I need to talk to somebody about it that is a skill that uh, honestly probably needs to be taught in school you know teaching kids at a younger at a young age that going and talking to a therapist is not a bad idea I know people in their 30s and 40s that need that, that really and truly need therapy and they refuse to go talk to a therapist because there's, they don't want to be seen, seen as crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me. Go see the therapist. What are they going to do, help you? And if you go to a therapist and you don't like it, try another one. You know, or try another form of therapy. There's more than one form of therapy. But anyway, so how do you, how do you handle it you with your kids? Well, the first way that we handle our kids with, this, with stuff like this is we're honest with them. There's not a lot that we keep from our kids. We have been very upfront and open and honest about a lot of stuff with our kids from day one because I don't like the idea of keeping information from them and then finding out through a third party. For example, like if we knew that something was happening, and we didn't tell them, but we told other adults, and then through the course of conversation, that adult mentioned that whatever it was we were keeping from them in front of our kids, and now our kids are like, oh, you'll tell them it was just a friend, but you won't tell us, and it directly affects us. So, for example, I'll I'll give you the most recent example. Uh, My wife just found out she was deploying and while we were dealing with all of this there was also the possibility that we were going to pcs and we didn't know what was going to happen they were like you're either going to pcs to one of these three places you're going to deal with a pcs and a deployment or you're just going to deal with a deployment so we had all of that stuff going on incredibly incredibly stressful because you can't plan for anything But the way my brain works, I couldn't also just sit back and go, well, we'll find something out sooner or later. I've got to know. And I'm sure some of you other spouses are like, it's better to just rip the Band-Aid off quick. Let me know so we can prepare. And whenever we had all of that information, we did not share it with our kids. The reason for that is because there was nothing... If we shared it with them, we would have been giving them additional stress without a way to resolve it, because then they would have been worrying the same as us. Now, once we got clarity and once we knew exactly what was happening, that's when we laid everything out for them, because that way, if they have questions, which of course they did, we're able to answer them honestly instead of giving them the, I don't know, I've given you all the information I have. And then we back briefed them on everything. I just said back brief. That's funny. I uh, back we backfilled the kids on this is what things have been going on, and why th- why mom and dad have kind of been a little stressed out over these last couple of weeks. And you know, told them, hey, these are the things that we were worried about, and we didn't want to tell you until we had an honest answer. And you know what? They appreciated that. They appreciated that we trusted them enough with the information to tell them once we had clarity, but because they knew we were giving them everything, they didn't feel like we were holding them out on them. We weren't keeping a secret. We were just waiting until we had all of the information available to tell them. So, in my opinion, that's the best way to deal with rede- whatever, with like rapid redeployments and the big stress with your kids. Is communication. And how many times have I said communicate? I, I promise you, if you go back and listen to any of my podcasts, the number one thing I talk about is communication. Because it is so critical. Being open and honest with your kids about this stuff is so critical. And then the, the next part that you need to do after you've talked to your kids about it, you need to let their teachers know. Because Sure enough, I, I texted my, my daughter's teacher and said, Hey, this is happening. So, you know, she, my daughter might want to, or might seem down or sad or might say she needs to go talk to the counselor. And about an hour later, she messaged me back and said, Yep, first thing that she did when she, walked, when she got in the classroom is she came to me and told me and asked if I could go talk to the counselor. Or asked if she could go talk to the counselor. And I'm totally fine with that. I would rather have my t- have my kids' teachers be in the loop, understand, hey, this kid is going through some stuff right now and might need you know a little bit of emotional support, a little bit of you know a little bit of grace if they if all of a sudden their behavior changes. You can't just send your kids back to school with all this weight of information on their back and then just expect the teachers to know what to do if you don't clue them in. I let both my kids' teachers know, and now both of them are better prepared to help with emotional changes, behavioral changes. If one of my daughters is sitting in class and then just starts crying because she's sad, they understand and they're able to help instead of being completely caught off guard and wondering if something happened. You know, they're able to give that extra assistance where it's needed and I'll be dead honest both of my girls teachers are phenomenal Um, we really have really been fortunate with having the the teachers we've had this year especially with this redeployment so I feel very fortunate to be in the situation that we're in Um, and then you know as a spouse how do you handle the redeployment as a spouse Um, one big difference between the last time she deployed and now, as now, I'm employed. Last time, I was unemployed, doing my dog bandanas, but unemployed. And there was a lot of free time on my hands, which really wasn't good for me. I uh, I'm pretty. I consider myself uh, lucky that her last deployment was a short notice, but it was a short tour. It was only three months because towards the end mentally I was not where I needed to be. I was really starting to get worn down. Um I did not have a phenomenal support network here at the time. I felt like I had to do everything on my own. Uh and that's again this this could be bravado or it could be whatever uh for whatever reason I didn't feel like I was I needed to ask for help because I wasn't working so there was really, I feel like there was a reason for me to ask for help, and I know better because I tell people not to do exactly what I just told you. I I tell people all the time to not do what I just did. If because if you need help, you need help. It doesn't matter if you're full time employed, part time employed, unemployed, unable to be employed, whatever. If you need help, you need help. And probably saying this so I can hear it from my, hear myself say it. But don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I really do feel a little bit more inclined to ask for help this time around because she did just get back from deployment and is leaving again. But I've also got more – I'm closer with some of my friends in my – or some of the people in my neighborhood now. I'm closer with, you know, a few other support networks and I've got more people I can reach out to that I feel will probably feel like they'll actually take me seriously if I say I need help rather than feeling like I'm being judged. Which, again, I tell people not to worry about this all the time, but I still do it because I'm only human. Uh, most people aren't going to judge you. The majority of the people that you ask for help as a military spouse are not going to judge you because they understand, especially if they're military-connected. They understand that you're stressed out if you are home by yourself with the kids because your spouse is deployed. They get it. So just ask for help. I promise you, they would rather you ask for help than be completely burned out, which is almost what happened to me last time. You know, I, I, was able, I was able to kind of pull myself out of it towards the end because I started making some connections and started doing things a little bit differently, but... You've got, to make, you've got to use your network. and if you don't have a network, use your key spouse. If your army it's the FRG, I know everybody likes to make fun of the FRG and they think it's just a bunch of you know clout chasing spouses that are out there just to get you, but they're not a lot I know I know some people that are I know several people that are FRG. they're good people. They really are, and they want to help you, or the navy Omni- Omnibuds program, which is where you know the Air Force stole their key spouse program from if you this, your the spouse's net the spouse networks on your base at your duty location they're they're truly there to help, and there might be a couple, yes, there might because there's one in every group that's there for clout chasing and smack talking, but overall the vast majority of the people that are involved in these programs are doing it because they want to help people. They like to volunteer, they're kind, they they have all the connections that you're looking for. They know where to connect you to. You know, if you're like, "Oh my gosh, my car's breaking down and I don't know a mechanic." A lot of times the the, the different bases, they have mechanics on base like at the auto shop class that can help you with your vehicle. And maybe you didn't know there was an auto shop on on, on base they can tell you the stuff or they can some they used to do i don't know if they're still doing it because I heard that nobody ever used it, and so they were canceling it. but the free oil change that's eighty bucks that you can save by getting your oil change by by using the the free program and i think it's i think it's one time but it's if it's still available i know the air the last i heard the air force was cancelling it because no spouse has ever used it. All that money just sat there being wasted because nobody nobody used it. But there's a lot of other things that they have. They can let you know about different programs, um, mental health programs, uh they can connect you with um the baby not necessarily they, they can't they're not gonna babysit your kids for you, but they can help you get connected with um SEC providers. That's the word I was looking for, the SCC providers. Um the people that can watch your kids that have been vetted by the base. So you use that spouse network. It is there to help you. It is a good network. I've been a part of it myself. Um, you never know what they know until you ask. And I know some spouses that are out there doing some phenomenal, phenomenal things, trying to help other spouses. And they're not out there to talk smack and try to act like they're better than you because they're they're just spouses just like you. But anyway. I uh, going to keep on, I'm going to move on and we're going to go ahead and probably close out because I really think we kind of hit everything we need to hit. I don't have a guest today, obviously, and I'd like to keep it under 30 minutes and I'm coming up on 30 minutes. But anyway, talk to your kids. Again, like, like every other episode, communication is so important. Open and honest communication. Don't be afraid to let your kids talk to a counselor. If you want to talk to the counselor first. I'm sure they'd be more than willing to do that. Uh, if you don't have a counselor at your school, see if there's an M-Flight, the Military military Family Life Advocate Counselor. Um, I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's the counselor that's actually on on campus at my girl's school. I think she's an actual flight counselor. Talk to a counselor yourself. Deployments are hard. Military life is tough. There's a lot of crazy things going on right now. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody. And uh remember OPSEC. With everything that's going on, remember OPsec. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. I'm gonna do my best to record more often. Um with everything that's going on. I don't know if I'll be able to record every two weeks like I like I originally said. I mean it's been a month since my last one. But I guess again, I'm working now, so having the time to actually sit down and record is difficult, but i want to do my best. Um so y'all have a wonderful day. Take care. Leave me a review. Leave me a rating. Let me know what you think. Um, even if you don't like me, leave a five-star review anyway. Leave a five-star and tell me on the worst podcast you've ever heard. Leave me that five-star review. But anyway, y'all have a great day. Check out the Panda Dog Gear for dog leashes and bandanas. And we will talk soon. Peace.